0: Here comes, here, watch out, he's gone! Wow! Point, because it's a 6% slope, 50 feet. So right now it will gather speed. Good Good weight. It's a
1: two-footer, oh my goodness. All the way! Ah! Can you believe that?
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Walk It In Podcast Episode 78. Recapping the Zurich Classic, previewing the Mexico Open, which seems like just John Rom's week to showboat because the field is John Rom and everybody else. Jeff, how are you doing today?
1: Good man. Uh, I am with you on the entirety of the Mexico Open. We just set us- ourselves we're we're a gambling podcast, an off-air over under. Uh, we had about a 28-minute episode last week. I took the under, you did too. Uh, And I think all listeners here should expect that the Mexico Open and a recap of the Zurich is just the state of affairs when you have these um, incredible designated events. So I'm here, man, and I'm happy to be with you. I know that it's under uh, maybe a a different level of energy than we might typically bring.
0: True or false? You have, so you started off the season um, vehemently against the product yes in non elevated events yes has anything changed
1: no i think i think i've converted to your thinking of if you want the weeks like the rbc heritage and obviously the majors but um the waste management being another that designated event we've already had uh genesis you just have to accept that in between there's just going to be a lot of muck um and this is slop i mean this is like this is it's bad. Third grade cafeteria, sloppy Joe shit right now. Yeah. Never uh, seen it. We t- we talked last week about day. how we've
0: we've never seen Cantley and Shoffley were three to one last week. And we were talking about how we've never seen that. This has
1: surpassed that somehow. <laughs> it, has. it has. Uh I can't believe that we're talking about uh t- two, two and a half. Yeah, one plus two, plus, plus two sixty, uh, plus two fifty, depending on where you're looking. Yeah, I mean, that's to be expected in this field. Honestly, going through the numbers, I'm not saying that I was ever going to take it because I knew I never, I, I just couldn't fathom betting at plus two sixty. But for a minute there, it crossed my mind because what it were we doing. I mean, again, like I, I get it. I accept this is the way it's going to be in the future. And, um, you know, this actually before we go too far, I just let me go back to last week, not to the Zurich Classic. And mm-hmm. we don't talk about it often, but I just want to state on record, friends, family, loyal listeners of the Walking In podcast. I didn't watch any of the Zurich Classic last week. I didn't watch a single highlight. Uh, I was sick for an extended period of time back on the horse, though. I did see some highlights of live golf in Australia and I kudos to live golf. I think they, they hit it out of the park from everything I saw um, from a, from an event and content and kind of the whole fanfare thing. That was impressive. And I'm bringing it up because Zurich classic last week and Mexico this week are exactly the kind of weeks where when you put the emphasis on your product in other weeks, but you still choose to have an event, Live Golf is going to, and other competing tours, whenever they happen, they will continue to say, "Look at us against your product, and look, like, look at the eyeballs we have. Yeah. Look at your eyeballs, and that's fine. Just you're accept right. It.
0: You're right, but it's also because they went to Adelaide, and, and yeah, sports, Australia, sports yes. don't go, pro sports, American sports, what they yeah. just they don't go over there. They go so, to Japan. They go to China. Well, they don't go to Australia, right? So when something big Ish right when professional sports come somewhere it hasn't been it's going to be a bigger draw right and, and Smith, lives credit it plays right and they have a contingency of Australians um and it just happened to be the same week where we had a a tier C event if you will on the PGA tour so yeah. it makes it look even more pumped up so kudos to them uh, they did put on a good show but I also think. It was largely because
1: it was in a place that sports don't really ever go to Fair. be showcased. And, and I'll say too, uh that I think furthers your point. I don't know who won the live golf tournament. Everything I saw wasn't about who won the tournament. It was about the atmosphere that was created by the right. Australian fans. So I again, am, I'm it,
0: fairly certain Gooch won, but either only, way, I, I was like happened to be scrolling on Instagram.
1: Dude, it could have been Dustin. It wouldn't have mattered to me. Right. At the end of the day, the outcome of the golf is secondary to the environment they're trying to create and so be it good for them yeah that was clearly a success um i'll be honest i bet you they are hoping they had another tournament this week absolutely in in australia because again you're up against the mexico open which is what we're here to talk about yeah um if i'm greg norman i'd say
0: hey everybody stay let's run it back this weekend <laughs> offer free up. yeah offer yeah. free tickets to everybody and let's just like run it back see if the cw can keep their cameras there i mean what
1: else are they going to show buffy the vampire slayer yeah Mark?
0: um yeah i absolutely um that, you know missed opportunity obviously not nothing right. they can do about it but um that's just where we are we talk about like the model right tier a's and and b's are going to be amazing and then these tier C's, zero classic Mexico Open, are they're gonna live how they live? So yep,
1: that's where we're at. Yep, that's yes. thank here, you. Here we are back on uh, back on our PGA Tour, Trent, and yeah, honestly, last week I'll just quickly recap. I a really strong week after a dismal week at the RBC Heritage for me. Um, all I had four groups. Uh, Keith uh, Mitchell and Sung JM top ten. That cash, obviously, they did not win. Keith Mitchell kind of sunk the ship. Sung Jae was cruising. Siwoo Kim and Tom Kim also not in it to win ever, but they did top 10. And then Nick Taylor and Adam Hadwin uh, yeah. nearly pulled it out, but uh, booked the top 10 on them. And Sahith and uh, Justin Sud did make the cut. Didn't matter, though. They did not top 10. So really good week. Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe I just feast on uh, bad weeks this year. Maybe I don't know. We'll find I out. Got, uh, I got screwed by the jumbled leaderboard with
0: everybody making birdies eagles left and right uh Horschel and, and burns were my horses and they finished t11 when i had a, a top 10 on them yeah uh and, and it was it was a product of of the jumble leaderboard right um but uh, they were in it for for a little while and uh, had their worst day of the week on yeah. on sunday unfortunately
1: yeah good content from sung jm and keith mitchell all week but we'll see it if really sung j We'll see if Sung chooses to bring Keith Mitchell back next year. Uh TVD. But yeah. yeah, let's let's turn the page. Um, you know, we got yeah. an over, we got an over-under to hit here today. Um, and that's total minutes of podcasting. I'm gonna just we already touched on it. I mean, if you live under a rock, John Rahm is playing and defending here at the Mexico Open. And he opened up, I don't even know where he opened. It doesn't matter. He's currently sitting at plus 260 to win a golf tournament with 140 other golfers. So yeah. I don't know, man. I think it's very clear on this podcast we don't touch numbers like this, but I don't know if you have a special exception because of this field, and you might. Let, let me blow your mind, Jeff. <laughs> Tell me more. I was going to really hammer
0: this under on the podcast and just put five units on John Rahm and just just go go win double digit units and Call it a week. Um, but I did, you know, what the philosophy was for me. John Rahm is just so clear above everyone yes. else in this field. I treated it almost like I do like my top 20 bets. Usually, you know, well, I, I typically will do, you know, a quarter of a unit, half unit on a win and then a unit or so on a top 20. Right. So and typically you'll get odds somewhere around plus 260. So I said, well. Why not, right? Like, if X player uh, to top 20 is probably around the same odds that that Rom is probably going to win this tournament, I'm going to put a unit on it. And you're right. We don't usually ever touch odds like this. Uh, 100% right. But this is the exception because, one, he's the best player in the world right now. Uh, He seems unstoppable. Two, he's defending. And three, there's nobody else in the field other than Tony Finau, who even sniffs the talent level of John Rom, I so agree. give me John Rom for plus two sixty for a unit, whatever. Yeah, I sure. Why not? I mean, might as well, right? If I if I am on any given week going to bet a unit on Luke Donald at plus two sixty to <laughs> top thirty, why not? Why not actually take the best player on the planet in this field?
1: Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to argue with it. Like I said, there's uh I guess I was wrong. There's hundred and thirty one players in the field this week, but semantics. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, John Rahm is the best. And even if you rolled out a couple more elite players, I still think John Rahm defending at a course that favors bombers. Sure. I'm not doing it. I'm not betting, but I get it. I get why you did it. Uh you officially may take the shortest ever odds to win a golf tournament. I'm- I'm gonna celebrate the hell out of it if it happens. I, though, I, absolutely, you should. a win A winning bet is a winning bet. Yeah. Um, there's no pictures on scorecards, That's right. and a plus two sixty is plus two sixty. It's two point six times your money. Go for it. So, the only thing I'm gonna say about this whole thing is, I do think Tony Finau is interesting at eight to one. I not I'm not taking him. Um, I decided to roll the dice against John Rahm. My thinking, contrary to yours, is John Rahm played the week right after the Masters, went right to RBC Heritage, didn't do a lot of the Masters things. Right now, he's been doing kind of the podcast. He's been getting out into the media, doing the whole you know late night routine, all of that fun stuff that comes with being the Masters champion. Uh, he could probably win this tournament with a sixty percent effort this week. Yeah, I'm going to bet at least I'm, I am betting that Rom has a good week, not a winning week. And so I sprinkled across some other golfers whose form has been relatively consistent um, because there's really not that many in this field. I mean, outside of Finau and Rom, your next two shortest odds are Wyndham Clark at 16 to one Wyndham Clark. Mm -hmm. And then Gary Woodland at 22 to one. At least Gary Woodland is a major champion for crying out loud. Wyndham Clark at 16 to one. Who is a bomber? Jeff really hates my card this week, by the way. I probably need to know more because we just touched on a guy that I'm betting on this week. Um, But it sounds like maybe you need to share more of your bets because they're in this window. Wyndham Clark. Let's start right there.
0: 16 16 to one. Unbelievable. (laughs) 16 to one. Half unit on the win a unit and a half on a top 20 at minus minus one fifteen. So I'll, I'll, I'll pay a little bit of juice for that. Um, but Wyndham Clark, uh, finished third at the Zurich fifth, the Valspar sixth in Putsacana. Uh, he's on a really good run. Hasn't missed a cut since the Shriners in October, which I think is kind of crazy. Um, he is like you said, a bomber. um, his um his driving distance eleventh on tour, and uh, this course we know favors the bombers. He also happens to be thirty seventh on tour this year in strokes gained approach, which I think is awesome. And um, not known as a putter, he's known as a uh, uh, as a bomber. But he is seventh in total birdies. He is twenty first on tour putting from nine feet which I think is kind of cool. Like his putting numbers are actually like fairly decent when you, when you break them down. Um, And uh, I think he's, he's primed for a, uh, a really good week. So uh, I don't know. Give me Wyndham Clark in this tournament. Um, Didn't finish. uh, He he did play last year, which I do like. So he didn't, he didn't have a a great week uh, at the Mexico open last year, but uh, the way he's playing, uh, not having not missed a cut since October, three top tens in his last four starts. I like it this week, as ugly and stinky as that sounds.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're throwing out Wyndham Clark putting stats. I think the, the podcast this week is officially Trump the shark. Uh, I will <laughs> say, though, the bomber narrative to contextualize that this is the longest par for or the course itself. Has the longest yardage of par fours of any other PGA Tour venue, um, so you do need to be long off the tee, and it doesn't sound like the Roth is is penal or there's any real penalty for missing the fairways. So you just need to grip it and rip it, and that's certainly what Wyndham Clark does, and I, well, we, we certainly know that's what John Rahm does as well. So I I, I get it. I just sixteen to one and uh, plus two sixty. You're uh, you're. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a whole different world, my man. I'm really going for this. Yes, week. yes, you are. Uh here's the good news. We can touch on one of my golfers. Yes. Um, I do not have a win bet on this gentleman, but we you and I have some exposure to four of the shortest win bets on the board this week. I'm taking Gary Woodland for a top 10 only at plus 220 for a unit. Gary Woodland doesn't really feel like the guy who's going to get it done this week. I I don't know why I'm going to tell you that I think other guys are going to get it done, but I Think they might. Uh, Gary Woodland plus 220 is my bet. Very consistent off the tee numbers for a while. Like Wyndham Clark, he can pump it out there. Approach numbers have been somewhat consistent on a nice trend line, at least we'll say, for uh, Gary Woodland this year. The putting is an abject failure every week. Uh, you're rarely ever going to find something of consistency from him. He's had back to back weeks of gaining strokes on the green. Rarely ever does that. So it doesn't bode well for him to win this week, but I think he can putts around in this field, still lose strokes putting and finish top 10. So plus 220 for a unit on Gary Woodland.
0: Interesting. Okay. I uh, I did actually, you know, obviously when you think of bombers, he's somebody that, that comes to mind almost immediately. Um, so he was on the short list before I even did any research. Um, uh, so I, I don't think that's crazy at all. As bad as he is at putting.
1: <laughs> and it is bad. Yep. Um wait, how many units did you spread out between uh Wyndham and John Rub? Uh, three? I have three total, so I've yeah. got two left. Okay. It's a, it's a short, stinky looking card, Jeff. Yeah, I believe it. Let me just kind of read out some more names for people. Cause they may never get a chance to hear these names in the podcast for the rest of the year. Uh, like Patrick that, yeah. Rogers, uh-huh. 28 to one forgettable, not on my card. Nikolai Hogard. I feel like this guy has, you have Nikolai exposure, don't you? I don't. I do oh. I was trying not to be too predictable. That would have been very predictable. Yes. I mean, you taking John at 260 was the most unpredictable thing of the podcast. Maybe Thank of the you. season. So, uh, okay, no Nikolai Hogard. Maverick mm-hmm. McNeely, my boy, 35 to one. Been stinky for a long time. Don't think that's going to change this week. Um, I do have some exposure on Ben on at 35 to one. So okay. just just quickly here. On on Mr. On, win bet at 35-1 to for a quarter unit and a top 20 at plus 140 for a unit. Again, you got to find places in this field where somebody is having a decent run of form. For Ben On, the, the approach numbers have stayed relatively consistent. I actually love that he's lost strokes putting the last two times out. T13 at Zurich, T6 at Valero. Made cuts in the players and Valspar the prior two tournaments he played in. Um, really, he's only missed one cut since the beginning of the year, and that was a withdraw at the Arnold Palmer. Coming off of two uh, weeks in a row, losing strokes on the green should bode well for a bounce back. His approach numbers have been good. He is plus. Uh, he's not a bomber like Wyndham Clark, but he's plus distance. So I'm going to give uh, Benny on a run here. He's had a nice little resurgence since returning from the Corn Ferry. And uh, like I said, top 20 and a win bet for Ben on.
0: I um can I back up? Yes, back up. Another guy you poo-pooed. He's on my card, not a big deal. Mr. McNeely? Um, no, Patrick Rogers. Oh, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I told you you hate my card this week. <laughs> I do, I do. Patrick Rogers finished 10th here last year, and um he's playing pretty well. Um so his last uh his last few starts, a fifth and a T 19. Over his last 16 rounds, um, he ranks ninth in the field, strokes gained tee to green, uh, 11th off the tee. Now, speaking of off the tee, he's 21st, uh, excuse me, 33rd in driving distance. He also happens to be fifth on tour in total birdies this year, which I thought uh, was real interesting. Um, Over his last 16 rounds, he's also 34th in this field in putting, uh, which is super respectable uh, considering that um, that you wouldn't say that that's uh, necessarily the strength of his game, and uh, I think uh, at twenty eight to one is worth a shot. So half a unit on Patrick Rogers to win, half a unit and one unit on a top twenty at plus
1: one twenty. Wow! Yeah, you. Gonna run out of superlatives for your card. When we do a recap episode at the end of the season, I just I want to put a little bookmark here and come and revisit the Mexico Open and see if Patrick Rogers ever made the card again, um, and if we ever bet anybody to win at under he's, six to one.
0: I'm <laughs> Patrick Rogers for for what it's worth is 42nd in the FedEx Cup standings uh, this year. Um, and I get it. No lines. He's when he makes the cut. Uh, He does pretty well. So he does have a run of of missed cuts. Um, You know, he had three in a row, at the Genesis, the API and the players. But like I said, the fifth at Valero, 19th at Heritage, you know, uh, back in the fall swing, played really well, had a run of T16, T3, T27, T16, T10. So the guy like he knows how to play. And uh, I think uh, given his. His success here last year and and uh, his recent form, it's worth it.
1: Patrick Rogers is harvest time in the thirteen hundreds. Feast or famine. You just you go out there. You, you it's going to be one or the other. It's either going to yeah. be a bountiful harvest or uh, half your family's going to die before the end of winter. So we'll Yikes. see what happens with Patrick yeah. Rogers. Um. All right. Uh, is that your card? Are we done no. yet with your stinky card? <laughs> no, no. I have half unit left, but I'll wait till the end. All right uh oh is it a little fancy parlay or something a little bit yeah okay wow yeah at least that's on brand okay i'm gonna wrap it up with my two golfers They're uh i guess you could consider them bombs in this field they are north of 50 to 1 the first guy is ben martin at 50 to 1 for a quarter unit on the win and a top 20 at plus 190 for no stranger to our card for one and a quarter unit yep Ben Martin, really consistent approach numbers. actually missed the cut last week. Don't know who his playing partner was, but he was consistent again. His putting numbers have been solid. Again, they're sporadic. You know He's not going to light it on fire. Um, but he is a pretty decent driver of the golf ball. He's definitely not a bomber. You would probably consider him average to slightly below average in terms of distance. But the form has been really good for him for a while now. I mean, again, the missed cut this past week at the Zurich was... As much his partner as it was him, um, his off-the-team numbers weren't great, but I look for him to have a bounce-back week. I really like Ben Martin this week. Again, the win bet in the top 20. And then the only guy on my card who really doesn't have any form coming in, who's been really inconsistent, but popped a little bit last year and is a bomber, Mark, any guesses? He's right in this 50-to-1-ish window.
0: Oh, God. Uh, It's okay. Let's see
1: here. Luke List. That's a good guess. Former Farmers Insurance Open Championship winner. No, it is not Luke List. It is south of 60 to one where Luke List currently sits. It's Taylor Pendrith, 55 to one. The Canadian, big bomber. His approach numbers and just general form this year have been pretty poor. He's been making cuts, but he doesn't do much with the made cuts. Did have a T13 this past week at Zurich. He does have a top 10 this season uh, at AT&T Pebble Beach. But like when Taylor Pendrith is putting a charge in the golf ball, it's moving. Last spring and summer, he had a really nice run, capped it off with a T2 at Rocket Mortgage, where Tony Fino ended up winning looking to just capture a little bit more of that magic in a situation where his playing style should suit him well. I have him for a win at a quarter of a unit, 55 to 1, and a top 20 at 2 to 1 for a unit. I'm playing, this is an anti-trend line, this is a pure bomb play uh, in the 50s. Okay. I uh, I said
0: Luke List because I considered Luke List for a hot second. Yep, he crossed my mind. He was, yeah. a, he was a late scratch for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I went with three of the top five in this dog shit field. So <laughs> whatever, what do I know? Right. What do we know? Are you done? I'm done. That's five. What's your last unit? Great. Uh, so I got half a unit left and I'm going to do a, a top finish parlay, go to golfer props on draft Kings, go to top finish parlays, three guys that, um, well, two that I'm already on and one who is one of the top dogs. So John Rom, top five. Tony Finau top 10, Wyndham Clark top 20, plus 550 for half unit. Say it one more time for the people. John Rahm top five, Finau top 10, Wyndham Clark top 20. Okay. Give it to me. Half unit plus 550. That should probably
1: be like even money, honestly. Plus 550 is a pretty pretty juicy number. Yeah. For three guys, I, like I know it. you really like three of the top guys in the odds board. How are we doing on time? I don't even know. I didn't set the timer, but I think when we finish this up, it's probably going to be 26 minutes. Yeah, that's my guess. Anything else you want to talk about? No, should we recap it? NBA. Hey, man, Leafs looking pretty good. What a game. Leafs going to win their first tournament or their first uh, playoff series since, what, the early
0: 2000s? They have to win one more, and they are choke artists. So They are. are. We'll see what happens. I'm watching. uh, I I happen to be. It's Tuesday night. I'm watching Islanders Canes right now. Islanders are up 3-1 is it three one okay i turned i turned it off and it was 2-0. so a couple yeah three one second intermission so islanders uh looking to stay alive for another day I, I am a huge hockey guy uh nhl playoffs are always amazing and they've been amazing this first round so um Great. if you so don't then... want to watch the mexico open make sure you're watching the playoffs That's do right. something do something with your time. yeah all the playoffs all right uh recap your card sir okay um the favorites, the end. Um <laughs> John Rom to win plus two sixty, plus... period. <laughs> John Rom to win at plus two sixty for a unit. Wyndham Clark half a unit at sixteen to one, one and a half units at uh minus fifteen, minus one fifteen, excuse me, for a top 20. Patrick Rogers to win 28 to 1 half unit and top 20 at plus 120 for a unit. And then a top finish parlay, Rom, top five. Final top 10, Clark, top 20. Five and a half to one per
1: half unit. For me, Gary Woodland, top 10, plus 220 for a unit. Uh, has won before. Can you get back in the winner's circle? Ben on 35 to one quarter unit in a top 20 at plus 140 for a unit. Actually, the more I talked about Ben on and looked at the stats, the more I like him this week. Ben Martin, 50 to one quarter unit, top 20 plus 190. Another guy under the radar, been playing well. Uh, This cut at the Zurich does not scare me at all. Taylor Pendrith to win bomber Canadian, 55 to one for a quarter unit, top 22 to one for a unit. Again, Pender is just playing the bomber angle. The trend line is not positive there, but maybe he can capture his spring summer magic from last year. And I'll do it folks. Uh, I don't know yeah. what the timer says, cause we don't time this thing live, but no. I think the under was the right bet. If you I had Mark taking a golfer to win at shorter than three to one odds on your bingo card, kudos well, to you. Yeah. We get your prize. We will see you. There are no prizes on this podcast. We will see you next week on the walking in podcast. As we get closer to major championship golf. See you now, then. I'm a the walking in podcast.